There are many ways people listen to vision, including on smart speakers. Just tell your smart speakers to play Vision Christian Radio. Alexa, play Vision Christian Radio. Vision. Yep, it really is that easy. You can also say, play V180 Radio for our music channel. It's just another way that Vision is helping you look to God daily. Realfaith.org.au This is a warning for parents that due to the adult themes being discussed in today's program, it is not recommended for young listeners. I reflect on all you said, Mum. I am who I am today because you fought and you never gave up and you raised the fighter. I jumped in the ring with a life that would nearly destroy me, but your love won me over. I love you, my amazing mother. I'm very grateful for you. And P.S., you are still spunky as. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Real Faith, conversations about the impact faith has on our lives and the challenges we go through, helping us today and giving us hope for tomorrow. That's Real People, Real Life and Real Faith with Eric Scatterbo. Well, with us once again is Joseph Byro. Welcome back to the program. Thanks, Eric. Okay, Joseph, you used to be the lead singer of a Melbourne hard rock band called Super Heist, so you were on your way to rock and roll stardom. Unfortunately, you got into drug addiction, but then you put your faith in the Lord after going through drug rehab and are now helping people. You're teaching the Bible and helping people recover. Is that right? That's right, yes. And last time you introduced us to your new wife, Nicole. That's right, my beautiful wife. That's right. Welcome back to the program, Nicole. (laughs) Hey, Eric. How are you? And right now, Nicole is holding the hand of somebody new that we want to introduce to today. Nicole, whose hand are you holding there? My beautiful mother-in-law. Lizzie Byro, welcome to the program. Thank you. Glad to have you with us. And Nicole, why are you holding her hand? Ah, she's my friend. She's my my beautiful mother-in-law and um, the mother of my husband, so... And of yeah. course, last time we heard your story, another story of drug addiction and yeah. going to your lowest point, but mm-hmm. then crying out to the Lord for help. Yes. And then you came to the Lord, you're married to this guy over here, yeah. Joseph. And uh, today we're going to talk to Joseph's mother. Yeah. But first, tell us, what does Lizzie mean to you? I mean, obviously, you're holding each other's hands. Mm. You're there to give her support because yeah. she's a little bit nervous to share her story, yeah. but uh, you're there to give her moral support and what has she meant to you in your life um well she's been someone that i can turn to and talk to and and um, be honest with and um she's really helped me understand her son <laughs> at times <laughs> well, i that, guess that, that might be a full-time job in itself <laughs> <laughs> so, um, sorry joseph <laughs> definitely 100%. Um, she's a she's a good friend of mine and lizzie do you remember the first time you met Nicole? Oh, boy, do I remember. Um, first time I met Nicole was at Rima. At the church? At the church, and Nicole had her arm in a sling, and I was looking at her, and I thought, she's so pretty, but she had this pain it was in her face. Because that was at her at her lowest point. That's correct. Yeah. Um, that I learnt later on. And then a few months later, down the track, Joseph, my son, had come home from rumor and he was sitting on the veranda and he said mum i have a friend that i'd like to bring over today is that okay with you and i said yes fine and then i discovered it was a young lady and i didn't know it was nicole 
and Nicole walks into the veranda. I'm sitting there with Joseph and my friend and I see her and I burst into tears because she just looks so good. And my friend told me that I was being a soup. Why are you sooking? Because <laughs> I can get very emotional. And from there on end, Nicole and I have become close. Mm. I love her wow. like a daughter. That's yeah. beautiful. Um, she is now my daughter, mm-hmm. not my daughter-in-law, because mm-hmm. I think daughter-in-law is Full. not as... Yeah. It's, it's not as meaningful to me yeah. as a daughter. And mm. I take Nicole as my daughter and I'm blessed to say that I now have another daughter mm-hmm. and another grandchild, which is Max. Mm. So our family's grown. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you, why did you burst into tears when you saw Nicole? Because that I is- had seen something grow. Her face was bright. Um, she looked like she had life in her. She, she was... Like radiant. She had a glow about her. So to me, that was something special because as a mum, I'd seen my son Mm. in that situation and I knew how he looked. At his lowest point. At his lowest point. Mm. And then as he was progressing, you could see, you know. um, The light returned to him. The light returned to their face and the joy come Mm. back in and, and, you know. To me, that that's beautiful because oh, yeah, yeah. that's what you want for all your children. Exactly, yes. And I could see that it would lead to more. And I was hoping in my heart that it would be Nicole. She and as a mother, me, correct me if I'm wrong, but as a mother, you wanted somebody special for your son, for your boy. Don't we all? But I think, I think God has put them together and I truly in my heart do believe so. Mm-hmm. Um, where they met, how they met, yeah. the experience that they've had together and they're strong. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that they're out there helping others who mm-hmm. have been in their situation and they've got pure hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly believe this was God's work. Mm-hmm. Well, Nicole, you just keep on holding her hand because she's doing fantastic. <laughs> so don't let go. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just wonderful how you're supporting each other. Mm-hmm. And you've had some low points in your life and have had the life and the light come back into your life as well. So we want to find out your story now let's go all the way back what's your background um well i'm hungarian by birth Mm -hmm. i come from a family um mother father and i have two brothers um we came to australia from hungary with two suitcases Mm -hmm. and how old were you three children i was five i was born into a family of faith Mm -hmm. Um, my mother she was very strong in her very strong in her faith um but but what about you well with us Yes, we had faith, but it was not not great. So not a big part of your life? Not a big part of our life, no. Mm-hmm. Um, while we were young, we did go to church, but then after, as we got older, it was like when you had to, you know, Christmas, Easter, okay, things like that. Um, got married at a very young age where I met Joseph's father at the age of 12. Then I got married at 16. Oh, wow. That um, was young. Very young. Um, I married for love, whatever you think love is at the age of 16. Mm-hmm. Um I then had three children, Joey at 19, and then I have another son and a daughter. And unfortunately, things didn't work out, so Joey was seven, and um, we broke up. I had actually left his father. And, yeah, things weren't easy, but I did have my parents who were there to help me, Mm -hmm. which I was very grateful for. Joey, being the oldest, had more to do with his father and um, always wanted Dad to be around, but unfortunately he wasn't. Um, do you think that contributed to Joseph's uh, getting in the drugs ball? Joseph, what do you 
Yeah. Yeah, it did. It definitely did. It was a, a longing for, like, everyone who probably shares the same thing for acceptance, for love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Longing for a love. Yeah. Kind of that, that father void in your life. Yeah. Attributed to the emptiness that you had. Yeah. And hence the reason why we're here, because the father's love has triumphed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, we're get, we'll, we'll get to that. Mm. But so, suddenly, you're single, a single parent. And then uh, let's fast forward to when Joseph's life starts to spin out of control. Uh, Joey was born with a gift, and his gift was a beautiful voice from a very young age. He didn't really have any training or anything, and he wanted to sing. And as any mother does, you encourage your child, and you, you know you see the beauty in everything, and you hope that whatever their dreams are, they'll come true. So Joey was looking for a band where he could sing and he found one great then he found another and as a parent you try and monitor and see who your children's friends are Mm -hmm. unfortunately you can't always be correct Mm. um he had started smoking marijuana I mean, it's the rock scene. So on the one hand, you must have been happy that, hey, he's doing what he loves and he's good at it. So you're happy that way. And I was supporting. And I was trying to be there for him every gig they had, every every rehearsal they had. But you don't see it. But behind the scenes, there's that kind of rock and roll lifestyle and the drugs and all that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as things progressed, um, you noticed a little bit more. But as a parent, you ask them. And you see it and they deny it and you want to believe that what they're telling you is the truth. So from, I don't know, he would have been about 16, 15, is when I was becoming aware that, yes, he probably is. You um, mean uh, addicted to drugs? Using. Mm-hmm. Um, addiction, you don't want to believe that they're addicted. You don't mm-hmm. want to believe, you want to have hope and faith that mm-hmm. it's not going to go any further. But... It's not the case. Um, so he got worse and worse into drugs. Yes, very much so. Um, one time I remember he was out at a gig and I hadn't gone to it. And I had a, a horrible hallucination or dream or whatever you want to call it. Mm. And when he came home in the morning, he looked like a wreck. And he had actually said to me that he had taken a LSD or something under his tongue and... You know, as a parent, you blame yourself. Mm. Um, yeah, thousand and one things were going through my mind. Am I the reason, you know, by leaving their dad? Is that my fault? Our featured guest today is Lizzie Byro. She's the mother of Joseph Byro. Lizzie's sharing just what it was like to have a son who was getting deeper and deeper into drug addiction as he was into the party and rock and roll lifestyle. However, as we will hear, there is a happy ending. We'll find out about that and more when we return right here on Real Faith. The Word for Today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional, designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au. You're listening to Real Faith, conversations with real people about how God works in their lives. If you want to know more about integrating faith into your life, 
Our website is realfaith.org.au. Just go to the website and you'll find helpful articles about the impact faith can have on your life. Once again, that's realfaith.org.au. Welcome back. I'm Eric Skadabo, and our featured guest today is Lizzie Biro. She's the mother of Joseph Biro, who several years ago was on his way to being a large rock star with a band called Super Heist. However, he got sidetracked into drugs and the party lifestyle. Lizzie's been sharing just what it was like as a mother to see her son get ensnared in drug addiction and see his life spiral out of control. However, that's not how the story ends. Lizzie now shares more of her story. Um... As time went on, from that band, he went on to the Super Heist band. The one that was very successful. and uh, Very successful, and he'd gone famous. away. And Joey became very different. Um, Joey started to get a little bit agitated. Not, not the Joey that I knew. And then down the track, things just got worse. And this is just breaking your heart. Of course. A close family and a loving family, and all of a sudden you have what I call that missing link. You know, we had one missing. It wasn't whole anymore. It wasn't a unity. I sort of reached out for advice and help. One time I was, um, because I had other issues as well, so I was seeing a psychologist, and um, she had said to me, you know, once, you know, your son's on stuff like that, you may as well forget it because it's not your son, it's your shell. Um, wow, so that didn't give a whole lot of hope. No, no hope at all. And Joey had sort of become a different person. Um, after he stopped with Super Heist, he got worse. Mm. Yeah, um, I understand if I remember back to Joseph's story that you had to put a restraining order on. I was actually the police had, that had put a restraining order against both of us, like seeing each other. We had an incident at home um, where Joey really got aggressive. Um, there was a patio heater and he picked it up and he was going to throw it at me and he didn't. And I got, I don't know, strength from somewhere to get out, walked out of the veranda and I rang the police. I just thought, I've, I, there's nothing more I can do. I tried so much. And I rang the police and Joey had come out with a knife in his hand. And I didn't know whether he was going to use it on us or if he was going to use it on himself. And um, the police had taken the call. They went looking for the car. Um, they'd come to the house. And the next day there was a court. Joey didn't attend. I attended and they'd put a restraining order so I couldn't contact him and he couldn't contact us. So for two years I didn't know where he was. I didn't know how it was going. I didn't know if he was dead or alive. It just breaks your heart as a, as a parent, yeah, as a mother. Every knock on the door that you get, you don't know whether it's, you know, them telling you something bad or, mm, yeah, you know, it was a nightmare. Yeah, Not yeah. just for me, but for his brother and his sister. And um, when I had seen him in between, because he did try and contact me and I was scared to contact him back, not knowing what was going to happen. Um, so I was searching. I was asking people who knew him, have you seen him? You know, what's he doing? Um, is he okay? And then I was hearing good things and I was hearing bad things. Um, 
that at one time we did have contact. Um, I think it was over Christmas, if I remember correctly. And, you know, I was overjoyed because, you know, Christmas is a special time and there were so many yeah, special times yeah. that we'd missed. And um, Joey had come home and we had Christmas together. And there were glimpses of him wanting to make a change and saying that he, he has. But but you had heard that before. Many times. Mm, yeah. And as a parent, you really want to hang on to that. You really want to believe. Mm-hmm. And they fool you once, they fool you twice, and they keep on fooling you. Um, but somewhere along the line, somewhere, I, I don't know, I got a little bit strong, and so I rang all those love lines, helplines, whatever. No one had given me any hope at all. Everything they'd ever said to me was, you know, you're going to be going through this for the rest of your life, be careful, this, that, and the other thing. But there was one lady, and I'll never forget her. She had said to me, just tell him you love him, tell him you always have, you always will, but you don't support the choices he's making. And I used to say that every time I saw Joey or every time I spoke to him. And whatever worked, I I don't know, because I don't know. I tried so many things. I don't know what did work. And from then on, Joey took steps into going into detox, which he did. He did his his stint. And then there, they were told him he had to find his own rehab. And this lady had said to him, there is one rehab that will take you in straight away, but it it's Christian. And that's exactly how she said it. And Joey, at this time, had said, I don't care what it is. I'll, I'll give it a bash. So... He did, and he made phone calls, and he got the connections, and he had gone into rehab. And when was the first time that you personally started to see some glimmers of hope in, um, in his life? That he This time it was something different. It was something different, because he'd actually gone to take that step. Um, so we had picked him up and um, taken him to Rima. Um, which is where the rehab was. And Joey could never be told what to do. Joey was the type of boy or man that if you disciplined him, he would run and he would disappear. Um, when he got to Rima, you know, Joey was the big rock star with his guitar and, you know, I'm the man. And Yeah, yeah we said, know that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said, no guitar. No privileges, no this, no that. Yeah, I remember when he shared that. They told him no guitar for a rock star. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty tough. Mm. And no singing. Like he, 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 and he obeyed? Oh, he so obeyed. So he knew something was different this time. That's right. But it was six months. After six months when... And he was still obeying. He was still obeying. And he was there and he had been reprimanded and he had had dishwashing duties or whatever duties they had to do that when they did something wrong. So were you starting to get a little bit of hope in your heart? I actually did. And I remember telling Joey we'd gone out for a cup of coffee and there was this massive rainbow and we were coming back, remember, and we were going to take a photo of it. And I remember telling Joey how happy I was and how I actually can say, I'm trusting you. I trust you and that was such a massive thing because I can't even count the years Mm. where I couldn't say that and for you you personally did you have a faith in the Lord I mean a deep faith 
um, I started, I had lost faith through the years um, mm-hmm. with Joey, with my parents were both sick. Um, I had an injury, so I was not well. Um, family issues mm-hmm. with my brothers after my parents had passed away and still with Joey. So I had a lot and I lost faith. I, mm-hmm. I thought, God, why are you doing this? Why are you giving me so much? I can't handle, you know, I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I felt like I wasn't going to make it. My whole body was shaking. Um, I couldn't remember things. I'd leave the house without keys. Um, I couldn't handle couldn't handle much at all, and I thought I was going to break. Um, after Joey had gone to Rima and changed his way and wanted the right things in life again, found God, mm-hmm. um, I myself started to get better. Um, we have a relationship with his father now mm-hmm. and his new wife. We've reconnected, you know, we share Christmas together, mm-hmm. Easter together. So relationships mm-hmm. have been healed? Relationships have been healed. And you mentioned that you started to go to church yourself? Yes, yes I have. You and I pray every night. I thank God every night. I trust in him. I've seen what he's done. If a parent can't do anything for her child and you've tried everything in your power and God can, mm-hmm. why not trust in him? You Amen. have to have faith. Amen. And so, he's done things that I could never do. Well, that's, that's just wonderful. So fast-forwarding, Joseph had put his faith in the Lord. Joseph, you went through the drug rehab. And then not only did you go through that, but you began to be a leader and a Bible teacher. What did you think, Lizzie, when you heard that? That he's not just, you know, clean, but he's actually leading and helping other people. Oh, I was amazed. And Joey, in one sense, is walking the same line as my mum, but in tenfold. Because mm-hmm. um, your mum had a good, strong faith. Mum had a, a massive faith. You know, she always believed and mm-hmm. she was always a giver and always tried to help. That was that was her. Her, mm-hmm. her life was family and helping. So that just must have filled up your heart oh, as a mother to see him definitely. going from strength to strength. Yes. And now he and Nicole are involved in ministry and helping other people. Yes. Warms your heart? It warms my heart. Okay, we have something that might warm your heart just a little bit more. We've asked Joseph to uh, read to you something that he wrote to you. Well, before we get to that, Joseph, you're sitting here, you're listening to your mom tell the story. What's kind of going through your mind as you're hearing all of that? <laughs> um, God is the God of miracles. Because, mm. I mean, it was pretty bleak there. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to see the healing that's come, you know, from this time. I can really feel the healing come over my mom, and it's massive for me. Um, it's just a, a time of remembrance every time. And just as I said, God is the God of miracles. Uh, I sit here knowing that with all my heart, you know. And, yeah, I'm very grateful, Eric, you know, more grateful She now. never gave up? She never gave up. No. And to encourage mum, you mum, the Lord has been working through you your whole life, you know, and you're a testimony to his great power, the power of his love. And the Lord says he'll never leave you or forsake you, you know, and he, and he doesn't and he never will. And you've been that to me, you know. You had to let let go, but you never left, you know. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, 
in order for you to let go, the Lord had to pick me up. But he's the glue, you know. He's the glue, and when he's the glue in the center, he'll bring it back together, but he'll bring it back together so much stronger. And I want to read this that I wrote to you because it's a, it's a confession. And it says, I reflect on all you said, Mum. And you were right about my mates. They were bad for me. <laughs> I am who I am today because you fought and you never gave up and you raised the fighter. I jumped in the ring with a life that would nearly destroy me, but your love won me over. Love isn't always easy, but the risk, it worked. I love you, my amazing mother. I'm very grateful for you. You are the bomb. And if those who don't understand what that means, that means you are completely awesome. And P.S., you are still spunky as. <laughs> well, there's not a dry eye in the studio. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. And Lizzie, do you remember when Joseph posted that on Facebook? Did you read it? Yes, I did. And I had a friend that was sitting with me on the veranda, and, and I read it, and I was in tears crying. And she said, oh, what's Joey done now? Oh. And I said... I'll read it to you, and I read it to her, and she goes, wow, you actually have to feel so proud that your son is here, because her son had suicided. Mm. He was Joey's age, so to mm. her, Joey is someone really close, mm -hmm. because she, yeah. um, and she said, if I could only have that, mm. she goes, you are so blessed to have a son that acknowledges all the work that you've done for him. And you still have him to hold and to cuddle. So, yeah, my emotions got even stronger and I cried even more. So there you go. Another box of tissues. <laughs> All to the glory of God. All to the glory of God. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you, Eric. Nicole Byro, thank you so much for holding Lizzie's hand throughout the whole interview. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Thanks for being with us once again. And Joseph, thank you for inviting your mother and your wife to share with us. I praise God. Thanks, yeah. brother. And if you want to find out more information about the ministry that Nicole and Joseph are involved in, it's called Elijah Care. You can go to their website, ElijahCare.org. That's ElijahCare.org. You've been listening to Real Faith. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send us a message through our website, realfaith.org.au. That's realfaith.org.au. Thanks for listening, and we invite you to join us again next time for more conversations about God working in the lives of people who put their faith and trust in Him. That's real people, real life, and real faith. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.